Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Hi, Courageitarians. Welcome back. Uh, today, I'd like to give a shout out to Casey Fendi for leaving us a review on iTunes. Uh, she shares that she looks forward to hearing more as I have just begun my yoga therapy journey and the positive effects are starting to appear throughout my life. Thank you, Casey Fendi. It's so Thanks, nice for you to Casey. share with us. That's right. Thanks so much. So today we're talking about commitment, Kim. Yeah, and what it's like to make one, the lack of commitment in society, and how scary it could be to make a commitment. Some more than others, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So commitment is defined as the state of quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, relationship, to be loyal to someone or something, and a promise to do or give something. What does commitment mean to you? So to me, um, I like the definition that you gave. Commitment also just to me means follow through. In fact, it's like a little memory of my husband and I, and we were driving and I forget where we were driving, but I had to make a crazy turn. It's like a hairpin turn. And as we were going, then I was a little hesitant because I was nervous about what we were doing. And, and he, you know, traffic's coming and all this. And he just goes, commit, commit, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like commit to the turn. And it, it just like that hit me. And I think of that when I think of other times that I hesitate and it can be something silly or as um, maybe not silly, but frivolous as driving. But also when I make other important decisions and I hear him in my head just being like, commit, <laughs> Just go for it. Whenever you hesitate, just commit to what your instinct says or what you've started to do. So mm -hmm. I know that a, a lot of what we're going to talk about today is, is relationships and, and tasks and things. Um, but even when it's something just from a sense, you know, if you're trying to go into a handstand, you know, if you don't commit... <laughs> and you just kind of hesitate, then there's that second there where you're, you're probably not going to be able to do it. Whereas if you commit 100% when you try, you're more likely to succeed. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, like when you mentioned the, ha the handstand, you know, you, you have to commit to the fact that either you're going to stay up or you might topple over to the other side and you might get a bruise, but you've got to commit to... Um, you know, pulling yourself up into it. Right. It also makes me think about um, owning my business. Uh, if Nick wasn't behind me, pushing me, uh, as soon as something would go wrong, I'd go, see, it's not going to work. And I'd want to like run back the other way. And he'd be like, well, just think about it a minute. And how could you change it or, you know, keep going with it? And um, so, you know, if you own a business, you've got to just be committed to giving it your all being there. Um, no matter what it's going to take. And, you know, sometimes 
when it doesn't start to work out how we pictured it, you know, Mm -hmm. then our commitment wants to, to waver, but really um, when I'm committed and organized and I have, you know, new client files all set up, things go great. And if I get back into this like little piece of like, well, I know, I don't know, is this the right thing? Then, you know, things start to become not as great. Right. So when, when you start to waver, yeah, the, yeah. the hesitation, right? Okay. Right. Yep. Exactly. Like you kind of get on that fence post and you've got to commit to one side or the other. So in order to accomplish anything in life, right, it requires that you make a commitment, whether that's to yourself, um, someone else, a business, a project. And the only way to build a strong network is your ability to make a commitment. So you have to commit to relationships, right? Like we've had to commit to each other um, Mm -hmm. to build this podcast. Sure. So I look at it as like three different areas. There's relationships Mm -hmm. who you want to spend your time with. Um, places where you um, spend your time and activity, what you do with your time. And it's a struggle to manage all three of these areas well. Um, And so I, you know, I, sometimes I ask myself, you know, why is making a commitment easier for some and harder for others? And if you struggle in one area, perhaps all area, or perhaps you struggle like in all three areas, how do you start to affect change and move forward with that commitment? Right. Well, well, to me, as you were saying, you know, the relationships and the places and the activity and, and what makes the commitment easier for some people and others. Um, and then just thinking in general about our relationship. I, I think that there's a lot to be said for when it comes to commitment for integrity, right? So you, walk the walk, so to speak. So when you make that commitment, you actually do the follow through. And I think that to me, um, when you ask the question, what makes it harder for some than others? I I think if you hold yourself to the standard that you follow through, that you have the commitment, right? I mean, I guess that's kind of what integrity is. (laughs) You're going to (laughs) follow through with your commitment. You're going to do what you say you're going to do. And I think when it comes right down to that, some people value that more than others. And then some people, I I think fear would, would be another factor. You know, Mm -hmm. you can, you can have the integrity to want to follow through, but fear might be there. So what, what do you think? Well, as you're saying that with fear, I'm wondering you know, does self-doubt play in that? Because let's say if I commit myself to something and then the follow-through is now I have to, um, you know, be loyal with integrity in myself, maybe there's the self-doubt of I would commit to that, but I don't know if I can do that second step of that follow-through and role model it in myself, kind of walking the walk, right? Um, as you mentioned before. Well, and following through, so as you were saying that, so funny how your mind just goes off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think too, it might be easier to commit to others because you have that accountability factor versus committing to yourself. So we just got over, I think, um, you know, we just went through the new year Mm -hmm. and I think that we're around, we're this isn't going to drop for a, a week or two, but I think that um, 
you get to that last two weeks in January and that's where people drop their commitment to their New Year's resolutions, right? Right. If they haven't done so so already. (laughs) Right. So that commitment to go to the gym um, maybe isn't as strong. And I don't think that that person lacks integrity. Right. It's just the other things start to take over. And I don't think it's fear. I think it's there. That's. um, I think sometimes too people overcommit. And mm. then they then they really start to resent commitment too. Okay, because they can't ever say no. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like growing up as as a kid, my parents would always say like, if you committed to a sports team or a club or whatever, we had to see it through that season. Or mm-hmm. um, I do the same with that self like. We didn't, yeah. and they said, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it again next time. We won't make you, but you made a commitment. And so you have to follow it through. You can't quit halfway through because right. something happened that you decided you didn't like it. Sure. And so I they were that, teaching you. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching it through committing. And perhaps you, I mean, you just start with getting curious about what you think and what you believe. So, for example, um, you might think one day I will be successful and financially secure, but your belief system is I'm not worthy of success and I will always be poor. And this could be affecting your decision making and the choices in all three of those areas, relationships, places and activities, because what you think and what your belief is are contradicting each other. So they're not in alignment is what you're saying. So if you're not aligned with the the relationship place and activity yes yeah okay yeah, it makes sense yeah I mean you know you could you brought up the gym you know it, it can be yeah. the same way right where um I will be worthy when I'm a number right whether that's be on the scale or a size or what have you but mm-hmm. the belief could be you know a low self-efficacy where you know, I can't accomplish that. Sure, sure. Or the overcommitment. That's definitely where I'm at with that kind of stuff. Because I think, oh, I could squeeze in the gym at 5.30 in the morning. And then 5.30 in the morning comes and I'm like, really? <laughs> and it's negative seven outside like it is yeah. today. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the ideal time. Um, or, you know, it realistically, I assumed the baby would be ready to to cooperate with me and she's not she's hungry at 5 30 in the morning so <laughs> I don't get to leave right away yeah yeah so so does lack of commitment seem to be growing in our society I don't know if it's growing maybe well that may come back to the integrity question um I don't think so I think that it might be the overcommitment. so something so then um Things get prioritized for people versus prioritizing their own things. Um, But what do you mean society-wise lack of commitment? Or are more people feeling... Let's back up before I just answer. (laughs) Are more people feeling uncertain, less secure, um, having difficulty trusting others? Hmm, Probably. Yeah, I think I think we're facing a lot of uncertainty, so I think it could be hard to make commitments and that. And all of these things tend to lead up to um, the ability to make a commitment to anything. Okay. 
So the effects of commitment issues may be maladaptive behaviors and relationships, um, avoidant tendencies, less happy, prone to illness, um, depression. It affects performance, self-sabotaging feelings, feelings of worthy, worthlessness. And um, you see this a little bit, because, and I know we date ourselves sometimes, but um, <laughs> when you and I were dating, we, we used the word dating. And it meant that, you know, after you went out on three or five, three to five dates, um, you were enjoying each other's time and you wanted to see if there could be a future together. And now you hardly hear people use the word dating. Instead, you hear words like talking, together, friends with benefits, hooking up with some, which seems like um, less commitment type words than the committed word of dating. So is love, sex, and relationships being desensitized due to um, social media and um, society's change in viewpoints? (laughs) Well, um, so some of that you did, you did sound a little old fashioned there (laughs) when you're like, people use phrases like hooking up. Well, yeah, we do. (laughs) That's that's in the lexicon though. Um, But I do think that certain things, casual relationships. So when you were, when you started to, to get into social media instantly, I was like, well, Tinder is one of those apps that it's like literally the whole point of it is no commitment. I mean, yes, you can find people and date from what I understand. I've never used it, but I have a friend who did and I got to play with it and it was fun. Um, <laughs> but it can we, be ha- we have a friend who met up. someone on Tinder and got married too. So <laughs> true. Yeah. So it can be for relationships, but I think some, some ways it's used for non-committal. For, mm-hmm. for for that hooking up. And I do think that social media has made that um, more readily available because you don't have to necessarily invest the time if you're like, I'm looking for this and you're looking for this, so let's do it. Um, you know, and, and when you were talking before about some of the ways in which society seems less committed I think that some of that too comes from distraction. So when you talk about social media and uh, the readily available of certain things, I think we're also distracted more. And maybe we're distracting ourselves to avoid some things. Um, and I feel like that's a really common, commonly discussed topic right now Mm -hmm. as far as social media and technology and distracting ourselves and isolating ourselves. So yes and no, as far as commitment goes, I do think that um, plenty of people are still interested in relationships and dating just looks different. And I think it's okay because if you think about how dating looked to us, where it was dating, it was three to five dates, but, you know, just two or three generations before, then it was more courting. Then -hmm. it was somebody was asking somebody's parents if they could see them. Yeah. I mean, what got me thinking about it is evolution. Yeah. What got me thinking about it is um, some of my clients who work in the education uh, realm for their careers Mm -hmm. uh, were started mentioning that you know, people aren't, weren't dating because they were scared to call and to have a conversation even over the phone to 
or to ask out um, on the date. And so it really got me thinking about, you know, how is dating going now? I mean, is it texting? Is it, you know, actually assume that that's probably planning a date? You know, (laughs) well, and not to veer too far off topic, but that does like, isn't it interesting that um, people are more afraid of that face-to-face conversation but then some of the things that you see online people are very bold (laughs) yes in saying things from behind the protection of their screen yeah and that's Um, a level of relationship wise it is like the commitment to be able to be that bold if that is your truth and to see the reaction of the person in front of you it's a different level right. of commitment versus being that bold and never having to see because you don't even have to read the comments if you don't want to. Right. Yeah, it's it's just really interesting that I would you hear so much about um, people not wanting to do or being afraid of face to face interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but then saying things in print that and attaching their name to it. Without that's a there problem. forever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with no problem. And perceptions are are always different, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've heard this phrase a lot: uh, fear of commitment. And what does it really mean? We hear it in the media. We use it to describe ourselves. We use it on others that we think are taking too long to decide something. Um, and some people get tagged commitment phobes. See, and I don't know if it's the commitment itself. Or if it's the fear of making the wrong choice. So if we go back to like the idea of romantic relationships, um, I think, you know, that uh, for good reason, probably the, the idea of marriage is pretty important. And I think that generations from broken families maybe place a little higher, A little high, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a little more um, importance on not wanting to make the wrong decision. Because somehow, if you, if you make a commitment and for whatever reason it doesn't work out, then it means failure. So I, I think it's more the feel, fear of failure then it is, you know, and maybe it's admitting failure. Maybe it's just seeing that in yourself and feeling like a failure. Whereas, you know, a more mature way of looking at it is that relationships can run their course. And you can certainly fall in and out of love more than once in a lifetime. Um, but I think we still have this really unrealistic idea of what marriage is and what a relationship is. That, that is, that's the fear. What do you think about that? Well, as you say that, I, it makes me wonder, like, do we have, do, do, is there a lack of commitment because the um, feelings of failure have um, become so strong? Because it's, it's too overwhelming because, to think about having failed. Right, right. That the shame involved in failure um, so is that fear of failure 
affecting our ability to make a commitment. Sure. I kind of by, by that, not like not making a choice is still making a choice, right? And which yeah. one outweighs the other. Sure. Well, and I could see that in, in other areas too, not just relationships. So choosing which college to go to or which major to um, to follow through with, which career to choose. You know, what if I go through medical school and I decide I don't want to be a doctor? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that. Or what if I'm really bad at something? Um, but coming back to relationships, I feel like there's two ways to look at it for the commitment phobic. So either you kind of have to accept that just because a relationship may end um, doesn't mean that it's any less real or important. Like that whatever it was that you had, you could have that and then move through it. Or if a commitment, like say marriage, is that important to you that you're afraid to take it, then maybe it's that person that you're with isn't the one that you should be committing to if you're having second thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that there's like two ways of looking at it. Either you have to be okay with committing and failing <laughs> <laughs> or you have to say, well, perhaps this isn't for me and and move forward in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, st- I think starting small um, and only mm-hmm. take information from those that you intend to follow up with. So even if you think about it, like as a networking place, how many times have you been like, oh yeah, I'll follow up, I'll follow up. Or yeah, you, you know, you're out at a business meeting and you say that, you know, just take information that you intend to follow up with. And that can apply for dating too. You know, if you're out with a bunch of friends and you connect with someone, only take the number if you plan on following up. And if you don't plan on following up, don't take the number. Um, and so again, I think that's like, stop lying to ourselves, you know, just getting in touch with, you know, where we are in life and what we want to, um, follow through on and get your self-esteem boost in ways that you don't involve other people's feelings or, or them giving it to you. Right. So instead of getting your self-esteem boost from an external source, you know, find it within yourself and Mm -hmm. then learn more about yourself and self-study um, and start to really prioritize your self-care. I think are, are perhaps small ways to start um, to work on commitment. Oh, I think I think that's some great advice, Kim. I think that um, validation from within versus from external external factors can be really helpful for deciding, you know, making different commitments and, and learning how. Um, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that. So I, um, I thought this topic was really interesting. It was fun to think about commitment in all those many different ways. And so I would be curious for our listeners, if there's anything that you think that we missed or anything that you want to share uh, please hit us up Facebook, of course, where the Lotus grows, where the Lotus grows.com for the website. You can even email us at info at where the Lotus grows. We want to hear about you and commitment and maybe what helped you make a commitment or when you knew you just couldn't. So hit us up. We look to forward to hearing from you and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to where the Lotus grows. 
Join us in further conversations. We believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community. You can find us at wherethelotusgrows.com, where the lotus grows on Instagram and Facebook, or Twitter, where the lotus G1, because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.